0: Welcome to Small Town Mysteries, a show where three longtime friends from Massachusetts tell crazy and heartbreaking true stories, filled with the extra flair of small town mystery. I'm Kate, here with Christine. Hello. And Rachel. Hello. Bringing you our next episode on Michelle O'Connell. So we've got a Christine episode today. Love that. She always does such thorough research. First, we're going to pop it over to Rachel, who will be covering our missing person for this week.
1: Okay, so the missing person that I'm highlighting this week is Orlando Torres Davis. I hope I pronounced that correctly. If not, I'm so sorry. He's been missing since November 30th, 2022. He was last seen in Omaha, Nebraska. He is only 12 years old. He was born on March 25th in 2010. He is a black male with... Brown hair and brown eyes, and he is 5'6 and weighs 120 pounds. So if you have any information at all, please call 911 or 1 800 843 5678, or you can contact the Omaha Police Department at 1 402 444 5600.
2: Thank you, Rachel. All right, and now we are going to move over to the case that I decided to cover this week, a case about Michelle O'Connell. So Michelle O'Connell was a 24-year-old single mom with a four-year-old daughter. Her professional life had been on the upswing as she had recently gotten a new job, and it was actually the first job that she had that actually had benefits. I know that was exciting when that happened to me. Big girl job. Oh, yeah. But there were some issues in Michelle's personal life, notably with her boyfriend, Jeremy Banks, who was a deputy in the St. John's County Sheriff's Office. And I was looking into where exactly this took place. I could not find a specific town, which was the first I believe like none of the articles I read said it occurred in this town at least from what I could gather um, it just said St. John's County but I mean the county itself isn't super populated it's n- south of Jacksonville and then it's north of Daytona Beach so it's like right in the middle it's it's like a beach area I guess you could say small
0: county mysteries
2: yeah yeah small county mysteries apparently so michelle and jeremy had been dating for about a year and her daughter and her had moved in with jeremy into his apartment michelle had been very honest with her family that she didn't think the relationship was going to last much longer and on September 2nd, 2010, during a lunch with her sister, Michelle told her that she had a plan to break up with Jeremy that same night, which would be after Michelle, Jeremy, and Michelle's brother went to a Paramore concert. Shout out Paramore.
1: <laughs> I've definitely heard this case before, I think.
2: Only because really? of the, Param- the Paramore. But I remember. Because I mean, maybe Paramore. there are multiple cases surrounding Paramore events.
1: But I would hope not. That would be awful. I don't want that to be associated with them. That would really suck if they had like this trend of
0: people being injured or killed after their concerts. Like, I don't want to put that in Haley Williams. Let's not put that on her.
2: Okay. Yeah, let's not do that. Okay. So Michelle's sister reports that she just had this feeling in her gut telling her that Michelle should not go to the concert that night. And she ended up telling that to Michelle. but. Michelle is like, I already got tickets, this has already been planned, I'm just gonna go. So, during the show, Michelle sends her siblings weird and kind of like cryptic text messages, but after the show, she texts her sister as normal, saying that she's gonna be swinging by to pick up her daughter soon. But Michelle never shows up. At 11pm, 911 gets a frantic phone call from Jeremy. The call was published and basically he is just frantically saying, please, can someone get out here? I think my girlfriend just shot herself. Like, please, someone come. So in the call, he's initially speaking in a super high pitched voice, kind of like, you know, when you're upset. But then the operator calls him ma'am and his voice just immediately drops down and he's like it's sir it's sir it's sir like listen let me tell you the truth i'm a deputy from the sheriff's office i need someone here now
0: what kind of fragile masculinity is that like there are more pressing concerns than you being mistaken as a woman like it's sir like okay shut up <laughs> literally I'm, I'm, I'm so pissed off about this now that i'm thinking about it it's just so stupid
2: um yeah that was my first the kind of red flag with the situation was like, are you really going to be concerned about that when your girlfriend is, like just shot herself, apparently? I don't know. Actually, you know what? Let's throw this back to the early episodes.
0: No red flags. I see nothing wrong here. Green flags <sighs> only.
2: Mm-hmm. Continue. Definitely. But yeah, so it was just kind of a weird shift in the call. And from looking at other websites, the consensus is that this moment is kind of where things got weird. The very first responders on the scene are Jeremy's co-workers.
0: Unfortunately, that doesn't make sense.
2: Yeah, they see Michelle lying there on her back, bleeding out from the gunshot wound, with Jeremy's service weapon lying next to her body. The tactical light is still on. Her purse is open in the kitchen, and they can see two prescription bottles inside of it, but the pills themselves are in Michelle's right pocket. Michelle ends up being pronounced dead soon after. Literally as the scene is being processed, the St. John's Sheriff's Office is supporting Jeremy, like his commanding officer and other officers who are off-duty come over to show him support instead of you know, taking Jeremy to the station for questioning, which is what would be standard, they turned the squad car into this sort of makeshift interview room so that Jeremy can tell his story there with his commanding officer listening from the front seat.
1: Mm. I hate seeing when cops get special treatment. Like, it Mm -hmm. doesn't matter. Usually the, okay, well, I don't want to say usually the husband did it, but the thing is that's where you start. The husband
2: did it. Yeah, well, he he was the only other person there with her.
1: He was the only
0: witness. So, like, his account of what happened is literally crucial to their investigation. The idea of any of it being tainted by his commanding officer being in the front seat of the car where he's being questioned, that alone, I mean, could compel him to tell an untruthful story.
2: Yeah, well, so his story is that him and Michelle did break up that night as they were driving back from the show he said that they argued about it and then eventually they came to a mutual decision to end things jeremy says they calmed down by the time that they got to the house and michelle was packing when he asked for one last kiss he says he went out after she refused that and he sat on his motorcycle then he heard a popping noise which he knew what that was he's a police officer so he ran into the house found the bedroom door locked he heard another popping sound kicked the door open and then found her there bleeding
0: but just a pop that was how he described
2: the sound yeah just a like a i don't know if that's exactly what his words were mhm but okay. just popping noise <laughs> uh so yeah the gun was fired inside her mouth and then that's where his story ends um other than him just calling 911 and the police department kind of just took his word at face value even though there wasn't a note there weren't any other witnesses as we've said but Michelle's family was obviously very suspicious so they're not actually notified that night that their daughter died by suicide Like, no investigation had been done at this point, and they're already out there ruling it as a suicide. I hate
1: when they do that. Like, the thing is, you need Mm -hmm. to not be biased. Like, you can't go in being like, this is a homicide or this is a a suicide. You just need to go in and
2: figure out the facts. So her family doesn't buy this at all, um, especially since they had known that Michelle and Jeremy's relationship was not a healthy one. And with her sister knowing that Michelle was the one who wanted to end the relationship, she was also very suspicious. Her family firmly believed that Michelle was the victim of domestic violence. It is important to note that Jeremy had not been charged with committing domestic violence against Michelle, but her family made some pretty severe accusations against him. Michelle's mom claimed that Jeremy was very controlling and that Michelle was becoming isolated from her family which are classic signals Mm -hmm. of domestic violence. Yeah. And then Michelle had also told her sister that Jeremy had choked her, hit her in the head, forced her to engage in unwanted sexual behavior, Mm -hmm. and had engaged in play wrestling that led to her suffering from vaginal bleeding. What? There is nothing Mm, playful about that. Nothing even remotely playful. Yes. I have play in quotes. Thank you. Mm Mm-hmm.
1: I'm sorry. I just, I feel like it takes a lot of force, like, really, to cause vaginal bleeding.
2: Yeah. Yeah, it has to. Mm-hmm.
1: It's like a huge red flag. Mm-hmm. That's, like, it, massive.
0: That's, like, um, a red flag bigger than a lot of other red flags. I don't know where you can cut that out.
2: A red flag bigger than a lot of other <laughs> red flags. <laughs> the biggest of red flags.
0: Really big. I couldn't think of anything really big a red flag bigger than
2: the only thing i can think of elephant. is the, I was trying to think of something red and the only thing i could think of is clifford the red dog the big red dog
0: there we go okay that's a big red flag
2: all right well anyway so <laughs> her her family attempts to relay all of this information to the police department but the st johns police department is basically like this is hearsay And it's not useful in our investigation. Mm -hmm. They don't take those statements. They don't ask how Michelle even was acting in the days leading up to her death. And it takes two days for the medical examiner to rule her death a suicide. They do notice a cut around her right eye that they attribute to the shell casing from her firing the gun. Alcohol is found in her system, which I'm not surprised about because she just came home from a concert. A
0: concert, nothing wrong with that. Yeah, nothing wrong with having a little beer at a Paramore concert or a vodka crayon.
2: Oh yeah, but notably, there are no pills in her system. Hmm. Which, if you remember, she had the pill cases in her purse, and then she had actual pills in her right pocket.
1: I just don't know why you would carry around like loose pills in your pocket like if anything you would put them in a bag like you'd write
2: yeah I don't know Mm -hmm. or just keep them in the case but those pills were actually prescribed to Jeremy some were hydrocodone which is just used to treat cough and congestion I couldn't really find what the other ones were but when investigators looked at what was prescribed and what had been found at the scene, all the pills were accounted for, which is in line with them not finding any pills in her system.
0: Hmm. Yeah. So why was she carrying them? What Do you think she was carrying them for him? Um, I think they were planted. Yeah. What were they planted?
2: I'll get into, like, another key part of that okay. soon. But, yeah, probably the latter. <laughs> Once again, we are jumping the gun. Yes. <laughs> We're just so good at
0: investigating things. Oh,
2: I know. Alright, so despite there not being any sort of major investigation, there was still some investigation done. The police look at Michelle's phone records, and they find one that's kind of strange, sent to her sister close to 9pm the night of her death. It says, promise me one thing. I didn't put her daughter's name in this, but promise me one thing x will be happy and have a good life she also sent her brother a message at 10 p.m saying her daughter's name never forget so those are kind of indicative of a person who's maybe troubled or who isn't really planning on sticking around and Mm -hmm. that's how the police see it but if you look at it from a different point of view We don't really know why she was sending the texts. Maybe she felt threatened and didn't think she was going to be around because she felt like she was in danger.
1: Maybe she didn't send the texts.
2: Yeah, I I thought of that too. She did send a text that was considered like kind of normal, which was just, oh, I'm going to pick up my daughter at this time. But the other texts were really concerning. And her sister even was like, I'm really worried what's happening, you know? Mm So on the other side of the U.S. in Washington, a blog writer comes across an article that is talking about Michelle's case, but it doesn't have any of her, her name or Jeremy's name. None of their names are in it. So the blog writer is a victim of police domestic violence, and her site is called Behind the Blue Wall. She writes a blog essentially asking, can someone find the names of the two people involved and eventually she does find them and she updates the blog with that information and Michelle's family ends up stumbling across the blog and the comment section of the blog kind of becomes like a rallying ground for them. A lot of people are frustrated with how the investigation was conducted and they want another one to be carried out and by the power of the internet it happens. There was so much pressure from this blog that went viral that 4 months after Michelle's death and following the pressure a St. John's officer reaches out to the Florida Department of Law Enforcement and asks them to conduct their own independent investigation.
1: Wow.
2: Shout mm-hmm. out internet for once. Yeah, it's Lydia, something good.
1: The one good thing to come out of social media.
2: Doesn't happen often. Nope. No, it doesn't. Yeah. So the lead in this new investigation is a man named Rusty Rogers, and he soon gets evidence from witnesses. So these two witnesses say that they were out in an open garage having a cigarette when they heard a woman scream for help. Then they heard a gunshot, a woman screaming for help again, followed by another gunshot. Oh, jeez! Oh, my
0: god!
2: Yeah. So how the heck the initial investigation did not gather this information is beyond me. Mm -hmm. They didn't look. They didn't. Yeah, Yeah. that's the thing. They just did not. That's probably it. Rusty also found a bunch of other shit that they did not do. They did not fill out required paperwork about what they saw that night. They didn't get Jeremy's phone records. Mm. They didn't take pictures of him. Mm. They they didn't even take his shirt in for evidence.
1: What the fuck? Great,
2: huh. Yeah. That makes like, sense. And
1: I'm assuming they didn't test his hands either.
2: Um, I think that's one thing they actually did do, although, I don't know. I'll, I'll get into that part of it later. Okay. They didn't take fingerprints, but they collected- um For gunshot what residue. What is it called? Yeah, gunshot, gunshot residue. residue. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but I'll get into that later. That also took, like, months and months to get results from, so I mm-hmm. don't know when exactly they submitted that. Who knows? But yeah, police photos legitimately show a bloody shirt with what looks to be a bullet hole near Michelle's body, but that wasn't even taken in. We're talking limited investigation, like what full out, just shitty investigation.
1: We were talking straight ass cover up.
2: The like gun, they saw it was the, one of their
1: own and then they just decided they didn't have to do their job. Yep.
2: The gun wasn't even turned over to the labs until after Rusty started the investigation. That doesn't the make gun,
1: sense. Fuck what the i don't want to get like too ahead but can you do people get fired for this please i haven't read of
2: anyone getting fired oh my i've God. heard of um i've heard of people being put on administrative leave but i know like the couple people that have been are i'm pretty sure back on the Stupid. job yep so finally when the gun is examined it is found that Jeremy's fingerprints are not on the gun or the gun belt. Okay, so and he sh- wore gloves. <laughs> okay, this is his gun, though.
1: No, I know what you're getting at.
2: Oh. And he, yeah. And he's like, a police Michelle, officer. This is his gun. She was supposed to have used his gun and that he wore earlier that day.
0: So did he wipe it?
2: He must have. There would have yes. been...
0: Fingerprints on it. it would have it been, hands been hands otherwise, if it was his gun that he was wearing earlier in the day.
2: At least on his gun belt, there's yeah. no way that he didn't have fingerprints there. So her de- DNA is on the gun, but not Jeremy's, which is obviously very suspicious. Mm-hmm. Um, her fingerprints are also not found on the pills or the pill bottles. So she's not the which... one who put them in her pocket. The pills were in her pocket, the pill bottles were in her purse planted so yeah uh gunshot residue tests shows that there is gunshot residue on michelle's hands um which would be consistent with her shooting herself and there's some amount on jeremy's which may or may not be significant according to the tests but apparently the tests might be like they can even be positive even if you're in the same room as someone who fires a gun Mm. they're very sensitive well, another thing too
1: is playing devil's advocate. If he was working that day, did he shoot his gun that day or any days following?
2: Yeah, no. I don't mm. know. Not sure. All right, so where does the investigation go next? They decided, or Rusty decided on Michelle's daughter, who at the time was five and was the only other person who lived in that house. So Michelle's daughter indicates that she does remember fighting occurring between her mom and Jeremy. Mm -hmm. She remembered Jeremy using a belt to hit Michelle. Uh, She remembers Michelle yelling stop a lot, basically begging for him to stop. Police officers and those close to Jeremy claim that they never saw him resort to violence. Although one officer who roomed with Jeremy stated that he had seen him throw things and he was reported to have uh, uncontrollable anger.
0: Mm. Yeah. Once again, no, no red flags.
2: Yep. So Rusty soon goes back to the physical evidence since he believes that's what can solve the case. Crime scene photos show the gun nearby Michelle's left hand, suggesting that she used that hand to fire the gun. But Michelle was right-handed. Rusty gets a crime scene expert to investigate, and he comes back concluding that Michelle died by homicide. Part of his reasoning for this is that the shell casings were found to the back and to the left side of Michelle's body which indicates that the shooter is left-handed. Take a guess who's left-handed. Oh. Jeremy. Jeremy. <laughs> hmm Ooh. Uh, he doesn't find anything to indicate that the gun would be held in any other way other than, like, the right side up, like the way that you normally would picture a person holding a gun. hmm And he also believes that the cut on Michelle's face came prior to her being shot, And it was around the same length as part of Jeremy's gun, which indicates that she might have been beat up with the gun before it was used to shoot her. Pistol pistol whipped. Mm -hmm. The state's attorney's office starts their own investigation soon after, and they want to exhume Michelle's body. Michelle's family does not have a problem doing this. And the initial medical examiner agrees to change his ruling from a suicide to a homicide. But a state prosecutor tells the new medical examiner, like, hold on, wait to file this change. And the medical examiner says the prosecutor did this because the prosecutor claimed the investigation was going to go into a whole other direction. But then that prosecutor recuses himself and then he gets off the case. So he's like, hold on, wait. And then he just like, bye.
0: What does he know? How is he connected in a way that he has to recuse himself?
2: He said he was too involved with basically like the police department. Yeah, that tracks. So then a second medical examiner becomes involved and he comes back with a complete 180. He says Michelle died by suicide, that she used her non-dominant hand to fire the gun while it was upside down and he claims that this can explain the cut on her face because holding the gun upside down would cause the recoil action to force the tactical light on her face and here's what that would look like just i'm i know it's a picture that's like concerning but that's what it would look like for her to have no. committed suicide according to no. this guy Why, like no, that's how no. he says that she no. did that it just seems like he's trying to make the theory of suicide work yeah, he yeah. does. Like he's trying to like yeah. fit it in.
0: Yeah, it sounds like he's shaping his analysis to fit a conclusion he already has. Mm. Confirmation bias. Ding, ding, ding.
2: Eventually, Michelle's family is given the news that Jeremy will not be charged and that basically the case is closed. It's a suicide. Great. Yeah. Woo. hmm <sighs> Yep. However... The St. John's Sheriff's Office orders a review of the entire investigation, which they want to include both their own investigation along with Rusty's investigation. And you might be asking, like, why are they doing this now? I mean, it's after the sheriff finds out that the New York Times is going to be investigating the case.
0: Mm -hmm. So. Nothing like a little media pressure to get your ass in gear.
2: So they release a massive report which lists out shortcomings of the initial investigation. So like they admitted they don't do things entirely the way that they're, they were supposed to, mm-hmm. um, including they didn't canvas the neighborhood, didn't properly interview Jeremy, so didn't gather cell phone records, et cetera, et cetera. Kind of goes on and on. But most of the report is a criticism of Rusty's investigation. The main criticism was riding on, those two witnesses who heard a woman calling out for help on the night of Michelle's death. The report points to the pot-smoking habits of the woman and the fact that they couldn't remember if they had been smoking pot the night of Michelle's death or not. Hmm. So... Um, that is dumb.
1: mm -hmm. Yeah, so like... It doesn't matter. You're going to hear someone screaming, like that doesn't matter come
2: on that was my thought right and that mm-hmm. but here's the thing though both women then come out and they're like um we never said any of that that's a lie oh <laughs> yeah shit. that's wild it's one thing to be like because that was my thought too i was like i don't know if that really matters that much but then they came out and they were like no actually we never said any of that at all so the St. John's sheriff has Rusty investigation. Nope, has Rusty investigated? Has Rusty investigation? Maybe
0: the investigation was a little rusty. They, they
2: do have Rusty, rusty really. investigation, though. <laughs> yeah, so they have Rusty investigated because the sheriff believes that Rusty was acting biased, and he was kind of acting like more as an advocate for the family instead of an investigator. And so the Florida Department of Law Enforcement agrees with this, and Rusty is placed on administrative leave. So, that's what happened there. He- I feel
1: like it's crazy that we have, like, complete opposite sides of the spectrum. You know what I mean? Like, we have a cop that's willing, I'm not saying, but based on that, plant evidence, basically, and create a story. And then you have cops who just don't do anything and look the other way. Like, it's weird.
2: Is there no happy medium? There, I hope that there is and that we're just not reading about those cases. <laughs> I would, yes, I'd like to hope. Hopefully. So, fingers crossed. These are just the crazy ones, I'm hoping. The next breakthrough doesn't occur until 2014 when a new witness comes forward. So this man named Danny tells police that Jeremy came into his bar the night after Michelle's death and he made some worrisome comments. Jeremy was talking about how Michelle only made him feel bad about himself and that he didn't want her to hold him back anymore. He allegedly said the bitch got what she deserved.
1: <gasps> you wouldn't say, like, you would never say that. Like, it doesn't matter. If that's
2: somebody you love, you would never say that. No, not at all. Like, the day after? The night after she she died? You're saying that? I mean. In general, I would hope you wouldn't say that, but like the night after, no, (laughs) yeah, that's messed up. Yeah, um, and that kind of changes the tune of things. The governor ends up opening the case again and assigns a new prosecutor to the case. This prosecutor ends up stating there is just not enough evidence to change the ruling to a murder charge, and then finally in 2016, Michelle's family, in kind of a last hope decide to exhume her body an independent medical examiner does their own autopsy and the findings are kind of shocking this examiner found that michelle's jaw had been broken prior to her death in a way consistent with blunt force trauma what? and her yeah her tongue was also in a position that is not normal for those who die by suicide Instead, the way that it was suggests that Michelle might have been gagging at the time of her death. So, like, the gun was forced. Forced in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yikes. Yep.
1: Um, I don't expect you to know this, but I just think about this. So, she she did have a broken jaw, which I'm assuming you could get from um a weapon. Mm-hmm. Um, but obviously, there's specialists who look into this stuff. Yeah. And- trajectory and
2: yeah they did address that they said that the medical examiner said he didn't think that it was from the gun he said he thought it happened before because the gun wound was clean i guess you could say like there weren't any other indications that the gun would have been the thing to cause the broken jaw Okay. If that makes sense. I don't know. I don't know really how it works either, but basically he said, like, based on the way that the gun was and, like, the wound itself, he didn't – he thought it happened before.
1: Well, you can also tell based on the healing process. Like, even if it's, Mm -hmm. like, close to it, you can still kind of determine whether, oh, this happened first and then this happened. Like –
2: Yeah. Yeah. I
1: don't know, we could probably talk about this for absolute years because it's a very complicated science.
2: Definitely. So despite that report, nothing much comes from it and people kind of move on from the case. Like they're just their eyes aren't on it as much anymore until the death of someone with connections to Michelle increases public interest. Someone by the name of Eli Washtalk becomes fascinated with Michelle's case. They even collect records from the police office about the case, and they reach out to Michelle's mom. They hire investigators to do more work for Michelle's case, like this person is doing the absolute most. Um, But allegedly, their fascination with the case soon became dangerous for themselves, as Michelle's mom states that they tell her that the suspects, in quotation marks, ran them and their son off the road. Oh, my God. And apparently this suspect was driving a patrol car. So (gasps) I think it's led to believe who the suspect is.
1: Oh, um, uh, let me take a wild freaking guess here.
2: Mm. (sighs) They are so nervous that they tell their neighbors they fear for, for their life and the life of their children. And they even rent out a different condo on a different floor of their building so that their kids can sleep there. So I feel like that tells you they were really nervous about their life if they spent all of that money just to put their kids in a a, a different floor to sleep.
1: 100%.
2: And they were right to fear for their life because one day when their kid comes in to eat and get ready for school... Their kid notices right away that the lock on Eli's condo is broken, and he stumbles into Eli being shot, which that has been formally declared a homicide. He he shot several times.
1: He found the dead body? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's so traumatic. I literally can't even wrap my mind around that.
2: I know. I think he was was a teenager at the time. He was young. So no arrests have been made in that case. No suspects have been named. And that's also kind of where Michelle's case ends. No other updates have been made in regards to her case either. That's pretty much it. I think the last update was in 2020, maybe, or 2019 when this happened. That is
1: absolutely fucked.
2: And That's I- terrible. As I think the last thing I can find updated said that Jeremy is working now. I mean, that was five years ago, so who knows if he kept on with it, but he got put back on the job. Of course he did.
0: Yeah. Right.
1: That's, of course. Right. It's like... That's... So, like, I'm nauseous right now. Like, I... Like, these are the people that we pay our tax dollars to protect us when, like, they're going home and beating and killing their wives and nothing's done about it. It's ridiculous.
0: Well, the the statistics on, like, the percentage of cops who have, like, domestic violence charges against them is, like, insanely high. I don't know the number off the top of my head. And I don't want to estimate because that's not fair. But, um, no, it's insanely high. That's that's a thing is that police officers have a really high rate of domestic violence among their them and their partners. So yeah. just factually knowing that, and then this case existing mm-hmm. makes it
2: seem like a domestic violence case. I was just going to say, it like, obviously isn't always the case, but I think it does make sense if you are able to enter into that career and do the kind of stuff required for that career. Like I think it makes sense that you might there there are more people in that career that are probably violent.
1: hmm
2: You know, it just well, makes sense. I think
1: some people are there for the wrong reasons. Like they're there to for power. They're there yeah. to to
2: hurt others. Like some people really do that. Mm-hmm. It's like with special education, like there are people who go into that probably like in terms of group homes and stuff like that to take advantage of other people. Yeah. It's just, it's just disgusting. I think mm-hmm. the same can be said about military personnel, because
1: I feel like I've read a lot of serial killers and who have, they were young and angry, and they wanted to kill things, and kill and people, and they went to the military. Yeah. But, like, that's obviously not for the right reason.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I, fucking can't. Rachel's angry. I can see it I can't face. stand it. I cannot stand I know. that, Cops. It's just, like, so fucking tough for me.
2: Yeah, and the fact that, like, this still is just not solved and so very up in the air is it's so annoying. It's also so
0: obviously suspicious that it just so, yeah. sucks that there's no resolution knowing that, you know, it clearly wasn't a suicide. And there also should be an investigation into why it was declared a suicide so quickly.
2: Yeah, like, at le- at the very least, if you don't have enough evidence, which I feel like there might be an argument for they could have enough evidence that it was him because he was the only other person there. And if it's not Mm -hmm. suicide, then... Then what is it? But at least have it marked as unknown or something like that. Like, it clearly isn't what they have it. That's an insane case.
1: I just can't believe he still has his job. Yeah. And then, like, multiple people lost their families. And, like, her poor daughter. And then you're looking at Eli and Eli's poor son. Like, so mm. many people lost their lives because of this one man, and he's still living his fucking life every day.
2: It's ridiculous. Yep. Is that Thor? I hear, like, little scratches in the background. Yes. What the has, fuck is he doing? He has
0: long claws right now. He's just walking around my room, and it's like, oh. click, 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 click. I swear to God, he's driving me nuts.
2: That is, like, they must be really long because I feel like it sounds like he's scratching something yeah, he not just walking working. well this
0: morning I took him to go out and my dad thought Earl had like a mouse or something that was making like a squeaking noise and it was just Thor's claws on the tile oh my god and I was like yeah no it's just the dog um no he needs a haircut he's like me
1: we both need a haircut mm-hmm. um but Wait, his he- comes with a nail what As you did that! I don't know if Christine saw it too, but when you flipped your hair, it, like, went in slow motion. Like, as you were saying that, and it was just really funny.
0: No, yeah, he needs a haircut. I need a haircut. He needs his nails trimmed. Which, I can do myself. (laughs) Shout out to opposable thumbs. Nice. Anyway, yes, that was Thor. I tried to keep him quiet most of the way through, and then he had to go poop. Well, when nature calls. When nature calls. And he advised <laughs> me to give him more food.
1: I don't think that's hard, Kate. I think I could probably well, bribe you to no. do almost anything, especially if an animal is involved.
0: I gave him a couple pieces of kibble, hoping he'd be quiet, and it worked.
1: I need to go make lentil soup. Okay, well. Ooh, yeah, I'm hungry. I'm gonna, I found vegan <laughs> cheesy rice. Mm.
0: Ooh. Yeah, I'm gonna all eat you know it is. Yeah. Mm. Well, thanks for bringing this case and thank you for your thorough research as always you are so much more thorough than I am perpetually and I admire you for it um yeah just excellent job well done and really just hope that there's some sort of answer here because it's not a suicide and that much is obvious and if it's a homicide there has to be someone responsible just hope that the investigation goes in a way that leads to the truth I'm
1: hoping I'm really praying for
0: and that that bastard loses his job and that's in jail that too
2: yeah yeah all of the above well we'll see you next week well yes. we will catch you next week we'll catch you on the flip side mm-hmm. until next week small town mysteries pod I'm surprised that Kate didn't mention that once oh my <laughs> god <laughs> small please follow us on, on Instagram. Instagram
0: follow us on Instagram at small town mysteries pod we're also on TikTok small town mysteries pod